Watch Talk Heathen Live Sundays at 1 p.m. Central. Visit tiny.cc slash YTTH and call into the show at 512-991-9242 or connect to the show online at tiny.cc slash callth. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Truth Wanted. I am your host tonight, Objectively Dan, and this is the live call-in show that happens every single week, Fridays at 7 p.m. Central Time, where we talk to you about what you believe and why. And every single week, I always have a special guest. This week is no different. It's the wonderful Jabroni Mike, a.k.a. J. Mike, in in the studio, not in the studio. You're in your place. I'm in my place. You can make my you can make my place fancier by calling it a studio. I'm cool with it. (laughs) People at home don't know, so it makes me look cooler. They don't know if they they actually saw saw around me. You know, they'd be like, "Wow, your studio kind of sucks," but you know, it works. Got got kittens in it right now. Well, yeah, I'm I'm rocking with my kitties, and so that's all. (laughs) Rocking with my kitties, yeah, is an interesting phrase. Now, uh, J. Mike, you've been on this show before, and you are you're a host. Of Talk Heathen, which is another fine product of this the was ADS my first box. show that I this was, was on, your first, actually. and you know first what? Let me tell you what. There's a lot of hosts who did their start on Truth Wanted before they did the other shows. Uh, Shannon Q was another one. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Nate Smith was another one. We got mm-hmm. a, a secular rarity. We got some a lot of people who start on Truth Wanted. So you know, this is the place to be, folks. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. They just Dan know. just doesn't know that they tell us like, look, if you can handle like Dan <laughs> and and with all his with all like you know his Danness, then his you can handle. You can handle every single show, and so that's why they start us out. If you can't handle the Dan, then get out of here. We don't want you. (laughs) But anyway, folks, we want to talk to you guys, so you should definitely call into the number on the screen. If you are watching this live, that number is 512-991-9242, and we want to talk to you about some stuff. Uh, I, in case you haven't noticed, um, I have a, a bit of an upgraded setup here. I adjusted my lighting today, and I know, I know, I know, I've been having some audio issues lately, but I got this laptop here and i've got a dual monitor set up here too i got a separate monitor here so thank you to the aca for helping me upgrade this stuff here i got the chat on this side i got j mike's beautiful face over here i got the call-in studio over here it's all good man i'm it's like a nasa fucking headquarters (laughs) going on right here and it's awesome i love it so j mike one of these days uh, we were talking about how we won't make you look like Edward Cullen um, with yeah. the lighting. Yeah, I, get, get- I get a lot of uh, like offers for like vitamin D supplements and stuff like that in the Damn. comments. And yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's fine. I'll, um, you know, we'll find out because, you know, if if I figure out how to uh, adjust the lighting, I think it's operator error, honestly. 
but I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just using that as an excuse to be like, look, I swear I'm not this, I'm not, I'm not a vampire. (laughs) Right. Maybe this is, what if we found out that you were a vampire? How you think that would be the best place to hide? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like in the skeptic community, Mm -hmm. like what would happen? What would my relationship with you be like? I would just say, I don't believe in the supernatural, but vampires though, that shit's fucking real as hell. We would be be blood brothers uh, once you found out. Would we? Is that how that works? Well, for the, I'll, yeah, I'll let you, you, you can put it together. I mean, blood, blood. Blood Brothers for me as the vampire, you know, but yeah. you tell me, J-Mac, you're the hypothetical vampire in this scenario. Potentially, potentially hypothetical, but potentially hypothetical. I'll lay out the premises and, and listen, it's, it's it's completely sound <laughs> and valid. So is J-Mike a vampire? Please call into the show. Give us your opinions. What you think about J-Mike's status as a vampire, a creature of the night. <laughs> um, my money is on yes. I would say it's more likely, but I'd have to do some Bayesian probability analysis to really yeah. like suss it out yep. what it, what that would be. So yeah, you anyway. gotta get you gotta get all your priors in, in order and and all that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, we're gonna get to the calls in just a bit. Uh, but Jay, Mike, it's been it's been a rough week. <laughs> Just put yeah. it mildly. There's a lot yeah. of things that have happened, and I'm looking for some good news tonight. I don't know about you. Um, that's not to say people can't call in with you know topics that may go on you know the not as good, but 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 you know I, I'm I'm looking to talk to some people about some positive stuff because there's been a lot of bad going on in the world, both on a local level and worldwide level. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm country looking to. to you know external of just our country the the state of texas and beyond um has been rough this past week and i i i'm looking for some good news so if anybody has some good news they want to tell me included with their call tonight uh you should definitely let me know because (laughs) i would want to hear that but you know what we should just we should just jump right in what do you think i agree you want to go into it let's do it before we jump right in though my thing show you know before yeah yeah before we, we jump right into these calls I think we should thank the patron of the week because every single week, J. Mike, we always thank one of the glorious patrons that help donate to the show. And this week's patron of the week is da, 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 Neil the 604 Atheist, a classic, a classic. Now, Neil, we've given a shout out to before, and that is because uh, we don't have any new patrons to shout out. So if you want to be a new patron, that gets your shout out on the show, please consider donating. It's tiny.cc slash Patreon TW. We want to thank everybody that donates to the show, but we especially want to thank Neil. Neil has been a supporter almost from like day one. He is a cool dude and uh, we love you, Neil. You're really great. So if you also want to be considered within the echelon of Neil the 604 Atheist, then you've got to donate on tiny.cc slash Patreon TW. And uh, I think it's worth it. I don't know. Uh, Neil's a cool guy. To be even compared to such a man is uh, is is a is a treat. I think. At a, well, at expense of making myself look t- uh, totally uncool here, there's a term in wrestling called kayfabe, and it's just the term like it's like the story, like you know, the storyline is true within the the realm of you know the story, right? Like the bad right. guy and the and right. the and the good guy hate each other, but it's kayfabe. They don't really hate each other, and so mm-hmm. I like to say Neil is my kayfabe father. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't expect any less from Jabroni Mike yeah. to make, you know, a great wrestling reference 
sure. within the within these howled halls. But anyway, we've got some calls that we got to get to, and this first one I think is a doozy. Jay Mike, so you re- you ready to get started? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. We are going to talk to Steve, who is calling in from Texas. Steve, you're live on Truth Wanted. What's up? Hello, Dan and Mike, or Jay Mike, excuse me. How are you doing? That's right. Doing good. I'm glad you remembered to respect the J. Yeah. It's there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's okay. You, you can you can call me Mike's. No worries. All right. Uh, well, I have been a frequent commenter on the Fox comment boards uh, with the religious articles. And in doing that, I did a lot of research to argue with these uh, theists. And I there everything I found is just readily available information on the Internet. And the pieces of the puzzle just weren't put together right. And when I started looking at it, it just made a lot more sense if you looked at the whole Jesus story from a Roman perspective, because they were the ones in charge. They were the ones writing the history. Uh, when you say writing the history, what do you mean? I'm sorry? When you say writing, when the Romans were the real ones writing the history in relation to Christianity, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, they, the, when, Rome, when the Roman uh, army would go and conquer an area, they would then mm-hmm. destroy the culture and replace it with a Roman-friendly culture. They did this in, with the Celts and the Druids up in Britannia. And so when they came down and worked with Judea, there's no reason to believe they didn't do the same thing. And the operation that worked with that was a Roman imperial cult. Okay. Have you ever felt, uh, uh, are you familiar with that term? Uh, I'm yeah, I'm familiar with so so basically the idea is there's kind of these state cults, these state mystery cults that were around at the time. Well, um, but just a religion. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's more, it's it's a little more complicated. Like a, uh, just, yes, mm-hmm. a system they, of beliefs. Were, uh, the State yeah. Department. They acted like the State Department, the CIA. The whole thing rolled into one underneath the army. So, well, like, from example, what I'm hearing, though, Steve, what 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 you, it seems that you're saying, at least that's what I get from the call screen here too, is that Jesus himself was a creation of one of these imperial cults. No, totally. Is, no, and and what I think the the thing I believe is that he was a historic figure, a, a crucified okay. criminal or seditionist, and then Paul comes in and takes over, and he was operating for the Romans. Oh, so Paul is a double agent. He's not really a Christian. This this is not my uh, my creation. This is uh, Robert Eisenman, an archaeologist and biblical scholar. Uh, you may be familiar with his work. Uh, I haven't even heard of this one. Have you heard of this, Jay Mike? Well, at first when I was going on, I did. I was assuming it was going to be like the at will type of thing. Like, uh, was it Caesar's Messiah? Yeah. Okay. So well, let me then that then, then I'm that. my well, real fast because that's where my my skeptometer kind of sure. goes off because like there's a lot of like mythicists and even bi- biblical scholars that are um, would be in that camp that just just completely reject kind of, that, that writing as, well, as being come, based based in conjecture and not in fact. Oh, you're talking about Roberts. I'm talking about Joseph Atwell. If that's what if that's where oh. you're getting it. Okay. Well, as far as that, well, that's actually the first thing that I uh, when I started asking Google questions, you know, saying, you know, is there a Roman influence of Jesus? The first thing I ran into was Caesar's Messiah. And he's sure. Like, so let me just real fast. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just got to ask you: Are you aware that like are you aware that like even like uh, Bob Price and and Richard Carrier like reject those um, right those the, no, those I like don't. conjecture like to just saying that like because you said fit the piece puzzle pieces well, together not, and one of the one I'm of the quotes 
one of the quotes specifically is like carrier mentions is that he's just citing things like coincidences and references and mistranslations and kind of fitting that. And so if, if I have that correctly. And so I, I'm just curious if you're aware of that, because it's not like it's uh, it's pretty much regarded as just conjecture by even people that are mythicists. Right. But I'm uh, what I saw with that. Well, is that he yeah, he had some some good points in there, but then he it, it fails because he can't answer Paul the question of how did Paul's writings perceive this? And that's what Robert Eisman's theory fills in the blank that Paul... So Paul, everything Paul wrote in his career was actually because he was being paid by the state to influence Christianity? Is that kind of the working yeah. theory? To turn it because to turn it from a messianic... Because the, G, the original Jesus, the real Jesus, would have had more of a messianic uh, message and uh, leading the revolt. Not so let, let, let's let's talk about this plan. So so Paul, this guy who, uh, by his own account, Tax was a persecutor, per, persecutor of Christians, and a Roman, right? and, and a Roman yeah, citizen, and a Roman Roman citizen. Okay, right. So that, that, already an outsider in this. Um, you know, his own story is that he had a change of heart and began influencing the church. But if you were to pay off, if you were to come up with this conspiracy, Steve, and you were to say, I want to influence yeah. this church in, in this theology so we can do things to him. Why would you pick the guy that literally killed Christian? That doesn't make sense. Right. Cause like even Paul in his writings talks about his disagreements with Peter, right. And other figures of the church. So wouldn't you want to pick the guy like Peter? Wouldn't you want to pick somebody that's like already in on it? I don't know. That doesn't say, just from a conceptual level, that's hard for me to wrap my head around. No, it does. It, well, wait, yeah. wait, wait. You need to Almost. consider that he's a Roman citizen. So okay. if I'm an imperial cult priest and I come to a Roman citizen tax collector and say, I need you to do this, he's going to do it. So he had his episode on the road in front of his own men, and then he claimed to be a Christian. Yeah, that's Very a long con. I got to say, because he would have had to do that for the rest of his well, life. Then, right. He did it for 30 years before they killed him. Yeah. So so he's been living in Christian community this whole time, and he's getting secret paychecks from the Roman government. He got a lot of money. He was operating with a lot of money. How do you know that? Yeah. I was say, how, how, how is this? Because it sounds like it's, you're just fitting it saying this seems to be the most likely, which is some like. It is abducted. on probability. Yes. I'm building on probability. But okay, so but hold on, I have a problem there because like yeah. we'll use induction for probability, like but like when you're looking at like you you can't say how probable it is looking at what's most likely in the past if you're just excluding data or choosing yeah. specific data that fits, right? That's going to be what's called post hoc rationalizing. Yeah. Well, here's where you're going to get beyond me because I'm just an average guy, and that's what's. Uh, well, so, that's why I'm calling. Uh, I want you to shoot big holes in this so I can. Well, sure. Yeah, let me explain that last part then, with like <laughs> just with better with better better language. Um, so like if if I was to um, I'm trying to think if I was to come up across like the woods and I see like some tracks or something like that, right? Um, you could say like say it's like um, you know, big like a big foot, right? And <laughs> we could we could say yeah. well, it's you know. Someone could suggest that it's Bigfoot. Someone could suggest it's like some large animal. Someone could suggest that it's like some guy going around creating this for, you know, hoax for Bigfoot. But when we look at the data, we come across that our implicit and empirical basis, um, if it doesn't fit all that, the answer is just we don't know, right? We, we're not going to be able to make a decision on knowing. But if it's something like, you know, right. you think it was like some, 
you know, it's not like you're making this ex extraordinary claim real, fa real, real fast. It's not like you're making this extraordinary claim like it's aliens or something. So I don't want to paint you there. It's not like you're out of this realm of, of it being reasonable, but it seems to be like on the same par as any other theory I could cook up using the same data and yep. then just using a different conclusion at the end that you can just underdetermine it really quickly by just, you know, uh, well, I'm going to use the same data and come up with with another conclusion. And that's what post hoc rationalizing is. It's just going to be taking that data and assuming some conclusion, all fitting the data. I mean, you can do that all the time. I mean, you can do that even with scientific theories. You could take all the data and then just go, well, I actually think the explanation would be this. But what separates it in that case is some like a new future prediction, right? Yep. That, that provides that. But when you're looking at the past, I don't really know how you're going to have a successful time at saying this is the most likely. I mean, that's precisely what biblical scholars are doing, and they disagree with your assessment. Well, because there's a record of what the Romans did in warfare. But we don't have a record of the huh. Romans paying off Paul or doing anything no, that has no, been described. No, no, no. There's no pay stubs. Right. So there's no evidence of that. You're, there's evidence of other things happening, but not of the claim that you're trying to make. So it doesn't really doesn't really matter at the end, right? Yeah, it's really convenient that it's like there's, there's secretive and things like the thing that you're appealing to is something that couldn't be data, right? It's yeah. secret. It's like you're excluding this thing from being known. And then that's like, to me, that's damaging to the argument. Like, sure, that could be the case. But it's like to assess that, it's like un it's entirely unfalsifiable if you're just saying that the records don't even exist, right? And, and, and let me be clear here too, Steve, because I, I, I'm going to criticize myself here in, in the argument that I made earlier because what I was doing was coming up with other probable scenarios with like or, or, or the unrealisticness of, of a scenario. Okay, conspiracies have happened historically, right? Like, I'm not going to be a guy that says, oh, well, it's a conspiracy theory that it's not real. Like, you can look at historical evidence for that. But the difference is we can look at why we know that certain conspiracies did happen. And it's because of that evidence, because of the records that J. Mike is talking about, at least for even more modern ones, and even for ancient ones, there's some ideas of and speculation. But as far as what what evidence do we have for this? Well, the Romans had a practice of instituting religions in places. Okay, so there's precedent. Mm -hmm. But besides that, do we have any evidence of that this specifically? Because what that describes, right, is just a possibility. And a possibility is not necessarily an explanation. It's a possible explanation, but it doesn't mean it's the explanation. Because we can come up with lots of other possibilities, including the one that Paul was just a dude that was convinced of Christianity, right? Convinced? Well, his story was he had um, uh, 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 visions. Yeah, yeah. So he was convinced of the truth so of Christianity. Well, no, it sounds like more he had actual visions and 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 knew what Jesus said to him, and that doesn't I mean, seem near as possible. Well, no, I'm not saying that Paul actually had visions of Jesus. Okay, I what I be, I'm being very specific in my language here, Steve. What I'm saying is he was convinced of Christianity. That's it. I'm not speaking to the truth value of Christianity or even the truth value of his visions. All I'm saying is he was convinced of the truth of Christianity. I think that much is clear, right? Yeah, I have just like two one. two weird things. One, one I'm not gonna take credit for, but I think it's actually a, a decent point. Uh, just thinking about it now. But the first thing, what I said earlier, is like you're saying something's more likely absent the data required for us to say it's more likely, especially if it's like some secret payoff, right? Yeah, you're so it's absent the data, so that doesn't work. Well, we can just cross that. We could cross that out. But then secondly, if they are to hire um, Paul to invent a fake Jesus, why not just invent a fake Paul to save the money that's in there, right? It's like, it seems just like you could you make this... influence the culture at the time. Sure. So... He was with, he was in with the people, influencing the direction of a movement. Yeah, I mean, I'm not what I'm 
we're not saying that it's impossible. We're just saying that there isn't enough to really look at, at least in my opinion, that oh, this would be this would I'm be considered probable in any way, right? Because like again, like scholars who have read this stuff their entire lives, you know, way more about this than I have, have heard this before and have looked at this and said, yes, this isn't likely. And so until that changes, I don't think I'm going to say that it's likely either. Well, that's why I'm just trying to get to present this to someone to get them to tell me where I've got a fatal flaw so I can move on. That's That was my whole the, purpose. The here. fatal flaw is, this, is appealing to it being most likely. Yeah. And the thing that's like part of your theory is going to be something that we had. There's no data for. It's just conjecture. You're, you're saying that it's most likely, right, that he was paid, but you don't have records. So like you can't really say that it's most likely. Sure. Like Dan said, it could be possible, but under what basis? It just goes back to like the post hoc thing that I was saying earlier. You just look at the data and then yeah. come up with a conclusion that fits the data after the fact. And you can do that with anything. Like I can, I, mean, I can literally do that. I could, I could say that it rained outside, um, or I could go outside, right? And it's all wet. And I go, it's it rained outside. And someone could go, mm, I think. I think the little neighbor kid ran around the entire neighborhood with a super soaker and, and just sprayed the entire neighborhood down. Right. Like it, to me, it's like, I don't, it just seemed previously it, that might be a good it, explanation. Sure. But if like the data is not even there to appeal to, then I don't know why I would appeal to that data. Right. Like I, I would appeal to what's probably more consistent with the actual yeah. data itself. I, again, Steve, like precedent is important and you've established and, 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 and for the sake of argument, we're going to agree with you and say, yeah, there's may, there may be a precedent for this, but it, it's again, it's, it's one explanation of many. And we have to look at the likelihood of all these explanations and how do we determine that? Well, we oh, look at one all the other other possibilities here pursuing now what what i see likely i'm pursuing what is wrong with the explanation that paul was just convinced that christianity was true i mean like why is that so hard to believe in of itself because his story is not just he's convinced it's that he had an experience a divine experience why is that different from being convinced i'm not like i don't know what the holdup is there what's up with that convinced someone talks me into it having a divine being come into your head and give you messages is slightly different okay yeah but we also agree that like that didn't happen right like i'm assuming you're not a christian i think right no so, like no no, no yeah I'm so, like, had a, a screwy story yeah i mean that's just people just have screwy stories i mean like i don't know <laughs> that's that seems way more likely to me than there's a conspiracy from the roman government to influence a religion of a geopolitical mm-hmm. on a geopolitical mission i mean i don't know like people just lie about shit <laughs> like it just happens right like uh, well i think you had a reason to do it you know i don't know what paul's reasons were maybe he had um he maybe he really did have some sort of um illness that affected him maybe he was a bit of a megalomaniac and he wanted the attention i don't know but um those are also just speculations that i have to make because i don't have enough evidence to say one way or another and like this is again another possible explanation steve that i gotta put up on the maybe board and not most likely board because oh, I, I don't I, think there's enough there. But I Steve, we we got to talk to some other people. Board. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've you know I've baby board, it, and 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 you know that's 
that's where I'll hang my hat. But you know, if you, I would say if you're looking for somebody to present this to, I'm glad, I'm flattered that you chose us. But like, uh, you know, see what Bart Ehrman or somebody has to say. Email those guys. I'm, I'm sure they could give you an even better explanation as to why this may not be the best path to pursue. But anyway, I appreciate you calling in, Steve. Thanks so much for the topic of conversation. I'll be honest, I haven't heard that one before. I'm glad that you knew a little bit about that, J. Mike, because that, that was new information. Uh, it's been a, like a while. I don't really yeah. recall the Caesar's Messiah as much. Someone else has called in about it before, but um, yeah, it just sounded like that's what it was going, but I guess it was like a, a, a mashup, variation, a little mashup of a little, uh, a little mashup you know, of, of conspiracies. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I don't find like a contradiction in the view. So it's like not like we just but when no. I say we cross it off, it's just I I can't take the it's more likely seriously if we're no that is absent, you know, and and, and I don't want to make sure that I'm on the same boat with you there, too. We are not saying it. Absolutely no. It's not. Yeah. That's not what happened. What we are saying is I'm not convinced of that for, sure. you know, reasons we've presented, right? Uh, consent, uh, 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 we've appealed to authority. We've appealed to, you know, lots of other things here. So I, I think we've made our case pretty clear. Hopefully um, yeah. that came out the way uh, we wanted it to. But before we move on to another caller, I have to talk about some of the ways you can support the show. And one that I've been neglecting to mention <laughs> is the fundraiser uh, that appears on the YouTube page, guys. So if you look at the sidebar there, if you're watching this on YouTube, it says, please help support the mission of the ACA. You can donate on there. And uh, that is just one of the many ways you can help support the ACA and help support shows like this one, Truth Wanted, the one you're watching now. So um, if you want to help us out, if you want to support the mission of the ACA, which is to promote positive atheism and to promote the separation of church and state, then you should definitely consider donating. We would really appreciate it. Okay? Okay. So let's talk to some more people. We've got a couple of people who want to talk to us. Uh, this is a fun one. I think let's talk. Let's do a fun call. Uh, we're going to talk to queer atheist who's calling in from Illinois. Queer atheist, you're live on Truth Wanted. What's up? Hey Dan. Hey Jay Mike. How are you, my little pineapples? I'm good. <laughs> How are you doing? Damn. I wasn't expecting why, that. Why not like a why not like a mango or something? Why what why why what makes you think I'm a pineapple? I like I like pineapples. I do too. So, but, I'm into know. it. Pineapples, Curious. Pineapples within the drag within the drag community in in Chicago, pineapples has a special meaning for those of us who know oh. the drag community. It was a oh, drag shit. queen that used to greet everyone and say hello, pineapples. Oh, oh, I had no idea. Anyway, I had no idea. Yeah, the oh. more you know. The more you know. That's right. I thought I was going to have to go on Urban Dictionary and find something a little less wholesome, but that, that was way more wholesome. Yeah, right? well, I'll say I'm cool with it. No, yeah. Yeah. No, no worries about changing fruits. Is, I'm okay with it. Her name is Miss Floozy. So if anyone gets a chance to look up Miss Floozy, she always wore pineapples and called out all her children pineapples. But anyway, I have thoughts on the previous call, but I'm just going to leave it up to saying parsimony. Um, but yeah. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask if aliens landed tomorrow, like in your yeah. front lawn and knocked on your door and said, take me to your leader, who exactly would you take them to? Greg. <laughs> but wait, you have to explain who Greg is. 
for people who don't know. Well, to me, he's God, but right. Uh, Greg's our executive producer. Yeah, Greg's like, <laughs> he's our our. Would you just say he's our God? Basically, is all we have. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. That's a good. I mean, Greg would be too busy. I feel like he'd say no. I'll we'll do it on Tuesday or something. You know, I'm just I'm razzing Greg. Greg's a great guy. I, we're, we're lucky to have him. But I don't know. I You're that's right a good one because fuck you, fuck you, can't, fuck you. Right, right, right. But you, you you can't just like drive up to the White House, right, and be like, hey, I got a special visitor in the back you guys gotta let me in this dude wants to talk to you guys so who would i go to um i would that really be your first step though i mean would you really go to the i mean i'm not saying like look back a couple years would you really take it to the white house i feel like if if they're knocking on my door like somebody from the cia is already tracking me so maybe i just (laughs) go to my local military base and just like drop off the goods and be on my way i have this thing here i got (laughs) listen gang (laughs) you're gonna want to check this out all right you remember that movie et shit's fucking real all right so yeah i don't know but that's i i I would wonder why they would want to visit me just a dude in his apartment just you know living his life um but i guess i guess i'll never know i guess it's more of a question of who do you consider your leader who would you consider like the best representative of humanity oh okay so this is more of a philosophical question than i realized um hmm. right right Hmm. it's a little deeper Hmm. Okay, J. Mike, what do you think? I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of stumped. Um, I've always thought I might, I might like. Well, my cat like owns me. I don't own it. It owns me. So I'd probably have to like. <laughs> here's my here's my master that I serve like all day long. So uh, I don't know though. I always thought that the song "Under Pressure" by Queen and David Bowie would be the first song I would send to aliens. So I got that part covered. Sure. If he wants if he wants to listen to music in the car while we're driving to the military base, that's the one I'm going to put on first. And then maybe like um I don't know, some some rap music or something just to, just to show him the di- diversity. Just but, well, show him to D, D Schneider or something and be like, <laughs> this is I want to rock and you're going to rock. <laughs> I'll show him Nickelback and say this is this is um this is how we tell people we love them is we play this song. And everybody, and we just, from, everybody from the every, the aliens just leave. Well, like, maybe I, I'd be a hero. I'd be like Will Smith in in uh, Independence Day. I I I saved us from using Nickelback. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Like, because like people, you know, you can represent people in different ways, right? We can talk about political power, but we can also talk about cultural influence. We can also talk about um, you know, things like that's that's this is a real tough one. This this should be a simple question, but it's not. I don't know. I, I if I could, I'd I'd show him uh, Stephen Hawking. You know, was cool. around so, but you know, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And that's the other thing too. Everybody, uh, everybody, uh, you never know if they're gonna become like a problem, like Bill Cosby or something. You know, like so. I don't know. Yeah, don't know, don't know. But but all right. Well, I think yeah, that's all I got. Queer atheist. I'm sorry. I don't have any more to that. You might you might you might be the, like. I'm genuinely stumped and I'll have to like, I'll be like laying in my bed. Like who the fuck would I take? (laughs) 
what I, I could say Barack Obama and just like pretend like he was still, you know, maybe do something like that. I don't know. It might be because it's funny. Here's our, here's the last one that like really mattered. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Um, yeah. That's all I got for your query atheist. I appreciate you call it in though. And right. um, thanks well, so thank much. You, thank you, pineapples. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for uh, the little history lesson there. And also um, your question. I like that phrase calling someone little pineapples uh i'm glad that we got to be a part of that so any any other thoughts on that j mike no follow-up i'm gonna have to think i that's i don't know who is our leader who is our leader could be a lot of people do we a lot of people would say jesus but yeah dude they would say that'd be so lame though that'd be really lame i wouldn't like that you Um, introduce him to the holy spirit because you could point anywhere and just be like it's here it's It's everywhere it's in my heart and it could be in your heart too um but anyway uh i want to talk about another way you can support the show part of that is through our merch store we got merchandise in the house baby we got the shirts we got the hoodies because it's hoodie season baby and we got the masks and the stickers and all kinds of other stuff so definitely check it out if you haven't already i believe we still got mugs and other stuff in there too so definitely check all that out it's tiny.cc slash merch aca uh and you can get your truth wanted swag on and i also have a quick promo that i want to show you guys so check this out I mean, there is nothing about anything else that we have done as a state in terms of the way we finance things, in terms of the way we legislate. It would make you think that we give a flying f- about taking care of kids broadly. Talking about Christianity in terms of like, well, I can pick through this and try to find the nicest things about it. The way we say it where I come from is you pick through the turd to try to find a bit of corn. What if we could take some fetal cell tissue and mix it in water and then create a big circle around the nation's capital and that way no Christian nationalists can cross that line and get near the capital because they'd have to cross a barrier of fetal tissue. So the experts in multiple fields of medicine, we've got the American Academy of Pediatrics, um, the American Academy of Family Physicians, um, similarly the organizations for adolescent and child psychiatry and for general psychiatry, they are all have been saying this for a while that the best, most up-to-date standard of care for trans kids is to support their transition. Well, I I have uh, experience with the demons, with the spirit. Okay. How do you how do you demonstrate to me what those laws are? How can I tell the difference between what whether or not what you say is true, or whether you're just making it up? Another great promo, as usual. Um, I love seeing uh, I love seeing everybody on there, but I want it. But specifically, it's really good to see uh, Ben and Forrest on there. Forrest is awesome because Forrest, uh, I, I yeah. didn't really ever. I don't know when I saw that he was, was going to be on there. I was like, whoa, because I've been watching his content. So that's cool. <laughs> so, Forrest Valkai was an excellent guest. Yeah. Uh, definitely check out that episode. That was last week. If you haven't already, I was going to say, J. Mike, did I ever tell you the story about how there was somebody that said that they were possessed by demons at a church retreat I went to one time? That sounds vaguely familiar, but I've not so remembered the details. If you have. there was a guy that was freaking out at a church camp, and I think we found out that he had mushrooms 
in his backpack. Ooh. Like that's that sounds like a joke, but I think that was the actual discovery. And I think he was just on drugs and he was like a friend to somebody. He wasn't really like part of our group and we were all in cabins and stuff, but uh, it was really weird. Very, yeah, very strange. I bet. Uh, <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine. They like put him in the, in the cabin by himself and like they like held the door because he was like screaming and saying all kinds of stuff. And also I remember the pastor took his shirt off for some reason and I don't know why, um, but that happened. So church retreat for the course maybe but church uh, retreats what 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 are you what are you gonna do what are you gonna do um we got some other people who want to talk to us jay mike uh we got peter from canada um who has an interesting question for us peter from canada you are live on truth wanted what's up gentlemen i was wondering i think that you don't believe in christianity or any other religion correct yep yes so my question is, if you don't subscribe to these religions, which, is, which religion do you subscribe to? We, we just well, said we didn't, though. Yeah, we don't subscribe to any. Well, we, everyone has religion, gentlemen. Which one are you? Well, Peter, it seems that you're wrong, because we don't. I think we just falsified your, your thought there. Yeah. Gentlemen, uh, everyone, everyone has allegiance to something. You have, you have a cause. You're, you're loyal to the cause of the, of the left and of atheism. Well, hang on. Wait a minute. Is being loyal to a cause mean that you have a religion? Yes. I really like chocolate. If you're loyal to your mother, Peter, does that mean you worship your mom? I mean, like, what's the logic there? Well, well, look, look, can you be convinced that you're wrong? Of course. I mean, I wouldn't say of course, because maybe somebody would disagree. But I I would like to think so. So what what, what would convince you you that you're wrong? What would convince me that I'm wrong? And when you say wrong, you mean the truth of Christianity specifically? Yes. Okay. Well... Do you do you have time, Peter? Because you know there had to be quite a bit. Um, it also depends on what we meet when we're talking about Christianity, because Christianity is you know contains a subset of different claims, and other Christians believe in some of those claims. Some Christians don't believe in those claims. You can make Venn diagrams of all the Christians that believe in part of those claims and none of those claims. Now, some of the apologists will say, well, what about the basics? AKA, you know, Jesus was the Son of God and he rose from the dead. Okay, so if we're just going to talk about that, I have to know that there is a God uh, that you could even be son of, but also just, is there a God in general? And also the possibility of said son of God being able to rise from the dead. Uh, What would that look like? What's the probability there, if there is any? And what are the mechanisms by which we could describe that to happen? Um, And if there are none, then I would have to at least want to see something, or at least have some method by which I can believe, because right now it's just a story to me and it's just a story that people have been saying over and over again and i, I can't work with just a story i have to have more than that okay and, um I'm so convinced that yeah go ahead Jay i was just gonna say for, for me like it's at least it's simple in the idea that uh the god already failed it's infallible it knows any way that would convince me um and it chose to make me 2000 years removed from the event so that fault is not on my uh on my shoulder right so um yeah so if you want to convince me you'd have to make me you'd, i'd have to actually be there for the events to know that it happened yeah i can't just like i can't just hear anecdotal test i i just vehemently de- deny that uh people's conviction uh is justification it's just them saying i'm really convinced this is true that's not enough for me yep so uh, if you're so sure that christianity is wrong why are you spending so much time trying to debunk it well peter have you ever watched the show <laughs> uh because you know we answer these things but but really Really, it's because there is so much harm in the world that Christianity has brought historically. And and we don't just talk about Christianity, by the way. We talk about any 
belief system that we find to be problematic. But Christianity has really, 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 really hurt people. And unfortunately, not enough people want to talk about it because they're afraid of looking like bad people for criticizing Christianity. And we want to try to remove that stigma by saying you're not a bad person for criticizing it, but also in that you can be a good person without God. That you don't need Christianity at all to live a good life and to live in a, a healthy society. Um, and so somebody has to do the work, Peter. We're, we're just people who are interested in doing that. Well, gentlemen, I disagree with you because if, without any kind of belief, if you go with humanism, you end up with, with chaos. That's exactly what's happening now, such as the, the vaccine mandates. If you believe that freedom is given to you by man, what? man can take it away. Wait, can we go back? What does... Freedom, wait. No, 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 Peter, Peter, Peter. Right? What does vaccine mandates have to do with humanism? What is the connection there? Yes. The connection is, is that your freedom is given to you by God. If you believe that God doesn't exist, it means it means that your freedom is given to you by man. If if, if man takes if man gives you your freedom, that means you believe he has the right to take away from you. And when he does that, you won't you won't protest. No, hold on, and Peter. None of none of happened. none of this is Peter. None of this is relevant to whether or not something whatever claim is true. Like you're just yeah. you're you're appealing to consequences, which is which is a fallacy, right? Mm -hmm. Appealing to like like let me put it this way: like there are people that don't like. Uh, what's called determinism, right? The idea that like you wouldn't have free will, there's a prior cause uh, all the way down that you're out of control, uh, you're essentially out of control of. Now, some people look at that for like moral implications and go, well, this would be absurd. Like what would be like the implications of like whether or not I, you know, actually did some action, uh, you know, beyond my control or not, should we punish people, right? There's all these considerations, but it's just entirely irrelevant to whether or not it's true. So appealing to like the consequences of like, if we, you know, appeal to man or humanism, this will happen is not saying anything about the justification on whether or not God exists or yep. whether or not it doesn't exist. So it's just like obfuscating from what your call is about, presumably, which is why we don't believe in that. I'm, I'm trying to trying to track you there because I don't know what that has to do with anything. Okay, what if God himself came down right in front of you and told you that, uh, that what's happening now is wrong? Would you believe that? Well, if, God, if God's infallible, God can just make me, God would know exactly what to do to make me convinced in it. And I, I would believe in it. So I don't, that's not happening. That hasn't happened. So but you know, what it, it'd be a start. I could, say, I could just say, what if, you know, God was real? Okay. Then he was real. Right. But like, we're not there. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what like hypotheticals in the future will do. Um, given that like, it's just not the case now. So you honestly, so you're telling me you honestly don't believe in anything. I believe in a lot of things. Yeah. We didn't say we didn't believe in nothing. Atheism is not the belief in nothing. Then what is it? In fact, atheism is, depending on who you ask, uh, some consensus of a definition is that we have a lack of belief in gods or, you know, God in particular, the Christian God, but gods also in general. Everyone has right? a God. You just, you just choose to believe the God of man. You Peter, you can, you can believe whatever you want, my friend. That doesn't make it true, okay? Because you have me and J. Mike sitting here telling you that is not the case. We're describing our own belief or lack thereof, and you're just denying it at this and, point. And, and if, Peter, if, I, if you have compelling evidence, Peter, that says that we actually do believe in a God, I'd love to hear it. But right now, this is just a nah -uh kind of argument. Yeah, you got you to gotta understand, Peter, like the way it comes off, like your intellectual honesty is piss poor when you come in to a call uh, inquiring about something and you just tell the uh, people on the show what the fuck they believe in, right? That's just extremely disingenuous, right? Yeah. Because if you actually cared, you would ask me. But if you've already decided what I believe or, um, you know, 
what beliefs I don't have or do have. I don't even care okay, to have a conversation right, with you. You right, can no, just, me, you me, can just pick what, what, what I believe because no, clear, hold on, Peter, because clearly, no, clearly me explaining to you won't matter to you because you've already decided what I believe, right? Yeah. And here's the thing, Peter, you've been asking a lot of questions. It's just been question after question after question after question. And I don't think you've really given us a genuine response to any of our questions or any of our points. So I'd love to hear a response to what J. Mike just said, and maybe you can prove to me that you're actually listening to this conversation besides just asking questions. So do you have a response to what J. Mike just said? What did J. Mike just say? Exactly. So we're going to drop the call because that's it. You're not even wanting to have a conversation with us. What you want to do is preach to us and make a point saying, oh, you guys are dumb. That's what, it's really what you're trying to do. You're just trying to make us look bad by saying, yeah, I would, uh, you can't, I would you, have you know. him, I'd have him go back and look at that because what, what I was calling you out on was being disingenuous and deciding what we believe. And then you didn't even care to listen to what I was saying, proving my fucking point when you go yeah. out, what did he say? So if that is not evidence that you do that, like you literally just demonstrated all the evidence I, I need in the claim. Like I already had evidence in the claim that you were dis dishonest with that. Now That's we've true. just added more evidence. But yeah, it, it, look, I am willing to give the time of day and patience to a lot of people. All right. More so than what some would say is healthy. But if you just demonstrated to me that you're not even engaged in this conversation, you're not even listening, then it really is just a waste of my time and a waste of J. Mike's time and a waste of everybody's listening's time. So if you're out there and you're still not convinced by what me and J. Mike has to say, that's fine. But at least listen to us when we have a conversation with you so that we can try to get somewhere because that wasn't going anywhere right there. That was just question, response, question, response, question, response. We get this a lot on these shows where people just want to try to get their dig in and then see what happens, but didn't really work this time. Um, so before we get to the next call, I have to talk about another way you can support this show. Uh, actually, I'm going to talk about uh, the Facebook groups. Let's talk about that. The Facebook group is a Facebook uh, fan group that you can join tiny.cc slash FBTWG. And uh, if you want to talk to other people who enjoy the show and want to see what they have to say about the episodes and stuff, definitely go check it out on there. I like reading what people post on there. Um, it's it's really interesting. And, and it's just so cool that there's a little community on there. So if you want to be a part of that, definitely go check it out. Um, and with that, we should move on to the next caller. We've got a couple people who still want to talk to us. We're going to talk to Oliver. He's been waiting for a little bit now. Oliver, you are live on Truth Wanted. What is up? Hello. Hello, J-Mike. Objectively, Dan. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Big fan and watching the for just a couple of years, and I discovered your show. So I'm, I'm very pleased to meet you guys here on the air. Thank you for taking my call. I got to say, I love your title, Truth Wanted. That's something I've always wanted to just learn more in my life. I've always loved science, math too, and I consider myself a seeker of the truth and hopefully lifelong. <laughs> so That's good. Uh, We'll yeah. fit right in here, Oliver. That's great. So what do you want to talk to us about? <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm hoping I could get a little enlightenment on, I don't know, comment, question, just on science in general, because something I did not understand growing up and even now as a as an adult, for example, wanting to learn as much as I could of the truth, I had a couple religious experiences with people, with religions, experiences with different religions. But when I would ask questions, 
I now I understand that what they what they, they gave me ad hominem attacks when I would mm-hmm. ask these questions, and they would say things like, "Oh, now you're being a scientist," and I didn't quite get that. And then with the whole flat Earth thing, which blew my mind, I was thinking, "How can people believe this in this age, the age of information? How can people believe this?" And now, even more recently, with the pandemic. People talking about things like, okay, you, you, you can't trust the science. You, you can't, yeah. and I, I don't get it. Why does science have such a negative stigma? Why does it get such a bad rap? Yeah, I don't understand. well, I, I have an idea uh, about it, and then J. Mike obviously has some thoughts too. Um, so here's my take on this. Okay, when you say that you have truth about something, and science is a kind of truth in a way, right? Science is an explanation about okay. the world then that has power, okay? Because you get to say, this is how things really are. And that power is valuable to some people. And that power is also like diametrically opposed to other institutions of power, like the Christian church, right? So Christianity has had not only a, a moral uh, a moral authority over people, it's also had a scientific authority over people in the past. You don't see it as much now, mm. but how they've described how the world is and the events that have taken place, like that's been the thing, okay? Like that the church has been responsible for doing. And, and, and science as a Western concept that we've developed, it has been more separated from the religious, but in ancient times, it, it, it was kind of one in the same. Your understanding of the world was also your understanding of religion. So the now that we've separated that more, mm. and we've seen that this is an institution that generates a kind of power, there's gonna be people opposed to it. And that's why you see, specifically in the United States, more so than other countries of the West, the biggest opposition to science, like in evolution, uh, in terms of uh, gay, trans rights, uh, and, and other kinds of things, because it opposes that structure that's there, right? When you say, actually, you're not true because of science, suddenly you have to have an answer for that because science is a really powerful thing. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of my take on that. Jay, Mike, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, um, I think the biggest, so kind of two things. One, you got to kind of understand the paradigm that they're both working under. Uh, yeah. So religious people are coming from a, a position of what they believe like their attitude towards it is that it is certain. So they come from this certain background. That's true. So to have any idea of like a um, what's called like falsification in science, which um, there's a really good literature on uh, going from like verification to falsification and and um, why falsification is, is so much more important uh, from my perspective. But the idea is going to be that it's going to be tough for somebody to get a get beyond get behind the idea that science is self-correcting or that um, it's going you know mm-hmm. you're going to be able to falsify any bit of the knowledge you have with science with new information and a lot I think a lot of people since they come from this the background of certainty as opposed to science always allowing for falsification for any theory or any idea that it has it doesn't just stop mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> there's this level of it seems to me that there's this level of well then we can't really know anything if it's always subject to being corrected and that seems intuitive for a lot of people but the issue is you're never going to start like if i want to build a house i'm not going to just build mansions or, and stuff like that you're going to have to start from scratch you're going to have to use tools that might not they might be crude they might not work and you'll have to figure out what tools are better how to lay down the foundation better but that's the only way that you have a successful foundation for a house or um you know successful neighborhood or infrastructure or whatever it might be um and it gets to the point where 
people want they, what they don't realize when they're when they're coming from this place of certainty is they're really just sitting in this empty lot um and they're coming up going well how, how do you, you know they're seeing us build houses with this tool like science and they're going well why is it you know how, how do you know that tool doesn't it might not work right it might not be the right tool but when i look over kind of at their lot they're kind of kicking rocks and there's there's no foundation set and right. then worse than that they're on our infrastructure that we've built using our infrastructure like science right to get on a computer and then invoke this kind of incredulity or ignorance while using that infrastructure that we've built with that method. And so there's just this really kind of ironic aspect to it from my perspective, um, because I'm okay with you telling me, hey, there's another tool uh, that gets us to God or something, and it's not science. But the problem is, if you're telling me my hammer's not the right tool or there could be a better tool, like you can't even take me to fucking Lowe's and show me what aisle your tool is in. I can't even like lick it to see if it would give me like a metallic taste in my mouth. There's like nothing of substance for me to know, you know, of this tool. And so I think that people appeal to certainty without actually appealing to the to a methodology. But once they realize that you have to appeal to a methodology, you have to build from knowledge. You're not just going to have it given to you. Um, and insight. so good that insight. would be probably the way I'd put it. Mm. I agree mentioning the technology, like the computer. Like For example, I've talked to quite a few people talking about like, oh, you can't believe this. However, they trust the cell phone they're on that receives signals from satellites in space, yet space is fake and satellites don't exist up there. So I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Well, the flat Earth thing uh, with that is is a huge was a huge spark for me, Oliver, because I was getting in like into spiritualism and these types of things, and I started believing in the conspiracy theories. And I had a conversation with the flat Earther, and I got destroyed. Like I I got I came out of that conversation going maybe the Earth is flat, right? And it put me down this this whole spiral of that. But once I went and I did the research and I started looking into things, I was like, oh, now I actually understand. I can go back to this conversation and like be like, well, here's why, where I was wrong. But that's the thing that these people, from my opinion, it's the thing that these people don't do. They don't yep. make that extra, they just live in that bias. Um, it's yeah. there's the distinction there's you know two type of people people that care people that don't care yeah and, and let's think about this too you know if you were like me and you believed in a god that was capricious right consistency isn't necessarily a requirement for belief things just kind of happen because they happen god does what he wants because it's his will i mean this is the kind of logic that you're working with whereas if you're working with science there is a methodology that you have to build upon or if you're working with logic there's a methodology that you traditionally have to build upon to really make that and that's just not something that at least christianity most forms of it in the u.s really teaches you you know yes are there are there scholarly christian circles absolutely and historically that's always been the thing from the very beginning i would argue but but hit christianity as a mass cultural thing not necessarily and especially not evangelicalism right mm. no i i could definitely see how i've benefited more in my recent years as an adult learning about critical thinking logic and epistemology me i mean if you asked me a couple of years ago i would have had a vague distant understanding of what that meant but not yeah. actually really a point to how i think believe me too oliver perception me too yeah so if, if if i was still a christian right now i would probably be in some foreign country 
trying to tell my beliefs to other people who don't need it. You know, that's what I'd be doing with my life. Instead, I get to be on this show, but also just like I learn and discover new things every day about the world and how it works. And it's because of that healthy interest in science and in philosophy and in things that I just wasn't really encouraged to have in Christianity. You know, most Christians really don't care <laughs> about that stuff. It's sad. Well, I want to say thank you for sharing this. I'm so glad I found your show. And I think we need a lot more of this publicly in schools. I think it's very lacking in our world. So thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Oliver. This show can only happen because of callers like you who call in and also support the show in, in all the different ways. So th thanks sincerely, sincerely. Thank you so much for doing your part. And thank you to everybody watching. Of course, you guys are the best. Thank Oliver, thanks so much. Yes. yes thank, thank you for your kind words. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we, we're we here because we think it's cool too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> talking about this stuff. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I wish more critical thinking stuff was taught in schools in general. If you had to change like one subject, Project, it, that would be the one I'd make like mandatory, right? But it's not. So what are you going to do? You know, keep advocating for it, I guess. That's what we do. Start calling shows. Yep. That's real activism right there. It's just like, you know, just the same. You got to build the foundation. And once mm -hmm. it gets stronger and stronger, people will take notice, I think. But that's that's the that's the hope. <laughs> yes, that is the hope. Um, we're going to go ahead and take another caller then. We're going to talk to Phil, who's calling in from Texas. Phil, you're live on Truth Wanted. What is happening? Hey, Dan. Hey, Giant J. Mike. Um, Giant uh, Mike. Joe love Dan. it. Giant Mike. Because I'm not tall, so I love Crew, it. Please change Mike's name to Giant Mike. I would love that. Thank you. That is Giant Mike best. and Subjectively Don. Subjectively Don. Good, I can go back to Subjectively Don for a night. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's who he is to me. So I was calling in to talk about the incredible flow the, the incredible spread of conspiracy theories. Yes. They're proliferating so quick, it's hard to keep up with them. And it's true. I would agree. Of them <laughs> are, mutually, are mutually exclusive. I mean, you got the flat earthers, the fake moon landing, the who, who killed Kennedy. Was it the mafia, the Cubans, the Russians, the CIA, whatever? And so many of these theories are not compatible. They're mutually exclusive in some cases. Yep, yep. But yet, yet they spread, yet they spread with an incredible rapidity. Yes. They're just, they're just everywhere. They're just everywhere now, and it fucking drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to get on TikTok and see the spread there, because it's, nope. uh, that's TikTok where TikTok will make you the most sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we need to... That's where I, if someone wants to, you know, do uh, activism or advocate for atheism or skepticism, go go to TikTok. There's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff to respond to. Here's the thing, Phil. Consistency, like I was saying in the last call, hasn't stopped people from believing in something. It really doesn't. I imagine we're living at a time right now that the world was trying to figure out, uh, you know, approximately 300 AD when like Christianity was on the rise. You know, there's a lot of people that probably think, what is this? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And yet it's still <laughs> spreading. Like, yeah. we're, we're that. I think what we're seeing, and I'm not a sociologist, by the way. This is just my opinion. But I think what we're seeing, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, but I think we're seeing a 
a sort of anarchy in religion right now, an anarchy in belief system. We're seeing an increasingly globalized and increasingly secularized world. And because of that, people are replacing traditional religion and traditional belief systems with other ones. And people are, are, are becoming more responsive to that because they're not reliant on the traditional groups, religious groups to be their source of social comfort. They can go on Facebook and join a 9-11 truther group and that can be their new community. So right. I think there's a social element to this that we're seeing that's I, I kind just, of unprecedented. I just, yeah, go ahead. I just found out last week that Joe Biden died three and a half years ago, and this is a clone. This is not the mm. real Joe Biden. This is, this is yeah, a- no, I've heard that. I had a client tell me one time that uh, it was that's a- not true. It's a body double. Well, it wasn't a clone, but it was a body double. Somebody got their face to me, you know, plastic surgeon or, or, or got surgery, plastic surgery on their face. Wow, that was difficult <laughs> for me to say. But yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's well, crazy. Uh, well, for all for all of these for all of these overlapping conspiracy theories, I mean, you know, the Smithsonian has uh, uh, eighteen foot human skeletons hidden in the basement. Yeah, the Vatican. I love that one, dude. The Illuminati. I love. Dude, Nephilim conspiracy theories are my favorite, Paul. Uh, Phil, oh, I, I love that shit. Oh, that's that's my. Yeah. Well, here's. Yeah, I hope, I, I hope ironically. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> there was just a there was just a big Nephilim episode on Coast to Coast AM, and here's what we can do: we can lovingly use humor and mock them. We can like like somebody said. Well, you know, in the comments, somebody said, "Well, you know, the moon is its own light source," and I commented, "Yeah." So in a lunar eclipse, are they changing the bulb? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, like uh, I, as far as like the a, a good response, right? What do we do? Like, obviously, I'm doing a show like this one to help, but like in our daily lives, I think it does come down to having those individual conversations. I think people having those one-on-one type of things are going to be the biggest influencer on people yeah. more than anything else because. Uh, we can we can talk to the cows come home about what we think and why. But if people aren't watching this, that doesn't matter. And if you're already a Christian or you're already set in your religious beliefs, why would you watch a show like this one? Right. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you can send this clips to people and, and we hope people watch it more. But in general, that's not who's watching this. Right. It's people who tend to think like we are. So the biggest thing we can do, I think, is those personal one on one conversations. I really think that I really, really believe that that is the best thing we can do. And I think it's something we're going to have to do. I think the last few years have really shown that what we're seeing is a crisis of information and trust in that information. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, shape shifting space lizards. uh, No, just no. Just no. Yeah. Not, not so much. I have one. I have one last thing. Uh, I've tried to post this comment uh, on on these channels, and it gets instantly deleted. Did you know that watching watching commercials, particularly ones uh, touting a Bible college or a political candidate you don't care for, takes a takes a few coins from their pocket and puts it in the YouTuber's pocket? Yeah. Well, uh, you there? talk about like yeah. YouTube advertising, like like uh, if yes. if they watch the ad. Yes. If you watch yeah, I mean, 30 seconds or or click the learn more, subscribe now button, that costs them a little money and puts a little money in channels like uh, Creaky, Creaky uh, Blinder and uh, Sir Sick and uh, Pologia. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should do that. You should click the ad. Click click the ad and give them some money. I can neither confirm or nor deny that endorsement, but that is a thing that Phil is saying. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's out there now. I understand. Uh, assess- 
assess with that as you will. But Phil, I I do appreciate you calling in and uh, giving your nudge. I I got you. Yeah, for right, sure. Thanks. You you have a great rest of your evening. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, what'd you think about that, J. Mike? Yeah, I mean, we had said at the beginning with the getting depressed thing, the conspiracy thing always <laughs> like know. really what gets me depressed because I see it so much on TikTok, and I I try to. Um, I think some people get upset that I focus a lot on the spiritual and conspiracy side sometimes, but uh, I think that's something that not not a lot of not as many people go out against, and so I see it constantly that my for you page is only that. So I've seen all of them. Uh, I've seen every variation I think at this point, but it's just uh, like. I thought being on the internet in general was bad enough. I, 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 we joke about this, but TikTok is actually the worst when it comes to this stuff because, but also the best because you can combat it. Yeah, but uh, again, it comes to that problem of group stuff, right? Because like yeah, you can always true. skip a TikTok. I mean, and you can always have it not recommended to you at all. Um, the thing I was gonna say was like TikTok. I, if, if you guys haven't been on there, really go on to TikTok and look at, look up spiritual, look up, um, I don't know. Uh, astrology like you will or witches you'll, you'll you'll see stuff that you would have never thought people would say out loud but they do and they do it in 60 seconds and they do it with cool music in the background and some flashy editing and it's just like man <laughs> and wait and wait until you're because the, the way the algorithm seems to work is that once you're exposed to that certain type of content or you respond to it or you use those hashtags, then your for you page will just become those things. So at first you'll be like, SS, not so bad. It's just kind of, you know, random videos. But then mm -hmm. once you get locked into witch talk, oh, you're locked into witch talk. Oh, yeah. And it's no joke. <laughs> it, no. And I should also clarify for folks who are don't know this. Witch talk is a community like that's it's already a thing. That's not a, a portmanteau you just made up. That's out there. In all oh, kinds I, of communities, I, I, they've put a, many of them have put curses on. So I know, yeah, very, like very much the community uh, and the the audience should probably, you know, that's probably one not to dive into. I would say it's uh, it's better left that's alone. <laughs> I wonder how many curses I've got. I've probably got at least one, but you've definitely got more than me. I'd say. I I go out and. I advocate for them to curse me. Yeah, uh, as a, as a social experiment. Yeah, so <laughs> as a social experiment. <laughs> it's been like two years so far, nothing. So so but, far, you know, when my when my radiator like went out a few months ago, I, I can just be like, I guess that was it. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which which one I go. I, okay, I was cursed. But yeah, yeah. Or you're just not being honest, James. Come on, we all yeah. know you got that witch's curse. Can't you know? curse vampires, Dan. <gasps> Is that true? I guess it, I guess you would know. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we've got some other people that want to talk to us next. We're going to talk to Ernie, who's calling in from California. Ernie, you're live on Truth Wanted. What's up? Oh, hi guys. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've always enjoyed your show. You you say the things right now that I wished I'd said the next day. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, I appreciate that. I Thank you. Yeah, the hill I would die on. You know. Um, I used to get bullied. Then after a while, I got bigger, and then I started going to different gyms. And then I, then bullies started having a hard time around me. Yeah. And, you know, I got to work as a bouncer at a gay bar. And would you believe there are people that come to gay bars, and I think they're going to do some... Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sorry. I object to this sort of stuff, and... I'll get involved in a hot second. You know, you aren't going to come and bully women in front of Planned Parenthood. Mm, mm, um, mm. You know, 
Yeah, so just, just for context for the listeners at home who aren't watching this live, the chat has a poll that we like to do, and the poll for this week was, um, what is there something that you would die for? Um, I'm paraphrasing there, but that, you know that's what it was. And so that's that's an interesting thing to think about. Like I would, I hope I'm as noble as you, Ernie, and that I would wa- also want to die for social causes that I believe in, right? For the equality of of women and and, and the equality of, of people of different sexual orientations and the equality of people of different races. Like I I I hope that if the situation comes up, I would make the right one and and do what's going to be best. Hopefully, me dying doesn't have to happen. And there's other things we can do. But like, I, I think that that if I'm going to pick something to die for, like the social causes would be the one, right? I don't I don't think it would be a god, but I, I think it would be stuff that I principles that I that I subscribe to, right? Yep. For sure. J. Mike, what do you think? Well, I think those things we can actually point to and the tangible in the world. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna like, uh, you know, I don't believe in an afterlife, but say there was one or split second before it all ends after you die, you know, you're not gonna go like, well, damn it, I all of a sudden d- don't believe in those social causes I just died for or something. It's true. Like, you know, it could just be the case that it's like, oh, you know, wow, it's a law, not Yahweh, so or not, you know, not but, Jesus, so you know, yeah, so something actual tangible to die for. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I just think the same sentiment. I would hope in the similar case. Um, you know, you know, it's kind of it's like the same thing like with your family. You know, it's like take a bullet. It's like, well, I better because that's how I feel. You know, yeah. Um, given this, given the circumstances, I would hope to not cower away mm-hmm. and find out more about myself in that moment. You know, that I'm not ready for. So. Well, you you brought up something interesting too, which is like, um, not to toot our own horns or anything, but like as people who don't believe in an afterlife, like our sacrifice is actually more meaningful in some sense, right? Because we don't think that there's something that's going to happen to us after this. Like, we don't think we're going to be drinking chocolate milkshakes in heaven with people like doing that. Like, this is it as far as I'm concerned. Right. So it's like, it's really giving up your life for the cause as opposed to like extending your life forever, potentially, you know, exactly, exactly. So that's something to think about. But Ernie, I'm glad that you also feel that way. I'm glad that there are people out there who are really, you know, like standing up. I think uh, what we're seeing now with the internet is more people organizing for these kinds of causes and more people like speaking their mind about it and not being afraid to say what they want. So if there's one good thing I could say about the internet, it's that it has given people more courage to speak their mind on what they believe is right. And I think that's a good thing. So thanks for your call there, Ernie. That was uh, really great to hear um, your thoughts. And thanks also for the kind words as well. We've gotten a lot of callers with kind words tonight. J. Mike, have you noticed that? It's nice. Yeah. Well, they don't because you're wrath. Here. Was, well, they don't want the wrath of the, the vampire. That's why you know it's got to be nice. <laughs> I would love it if uh, this is this continued on to talk even next time I'm with you that we just keep pretending that you're a vampire and never. It's the only yeah. It's the only way that I can you know uh, absolve the vitamin D comments. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> is say that just straight up I'm a vampire. I just make uh, myself feel better by ridiculing myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, as long as your therapist says your coping mechanism is healthy that's yep. not my business so you yeah know what you gotta yeah. do um they say it's detrimental but oh well <laughs> it's, my opinion is different but we're instead going to move on we're going to talk to another caller we're uh, talking to joshua who's calling in from louisiana joshua you're live on truth wanted hey thank you for taking my call objectively dan and uh frost giant mike 
the last two callers, Ernie and Oliver, were great. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about uh, really the like citizens of a country, you know, uh, like Ukraine and Russia right now. They're, they're both yep. in a conflict, you know. Uh, I was really uh, just going to ask about uh, should a, a citizen of a country understand the, lo- the logic behind the country's actions? Um, in this case, you know, uh, Russia's attacking Ukraine for economic reasons, you know. Um, do you guys believe that it, it, it should be, uh, you know, the, the citizens should uh, understand those actions? Uh, should the citizens understand those actions? Like, are you saying the citizens should be compliant? In that case, I would say no, um, because people are dying because of this conflict. And as a sovereign nation, I think people have a right to stand up for themselves and and their own nation. Uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, are you, are you uh, saying that or just the information? Like, uh, because it sounds like there could be two ways to interpret that. Well, uh, a, a bit of background here. Like, uh, Russia found out that uh, Ukraine had a bunch of energy resources, namely oil in Crimea, and uh, a bunch of natural gas resources in uh, in, uh, in, in Ukraine. And uh, also Ukraine becoming uh, possibly part of NATO uh, it, it's sort of encroaching on Russia's territory. So um, it, it, in this case, uh, like uh, Russia has to protect its resources in a way, you know. But it's not their resources, uh, right? Like it's yeah, Ukraine's resources. Yeah. Yeah. So so like, yeah, you know, all, all of what you've described so far have been legal actions that the Ukraine, uh, not sorry, it's not the Ukraine uh, it, it, it's just Ukraine, okay? That Ukraine has done applying for NATO, uh, uh, for for NATO status and and natural resources. There's nothing illegal about any of that, and there's nothing inherently wrong. What it, that does is threaten the power and influence that countries like Russia have, specifically Russia has. And so because of that threat, we're seeing what we're seeing right now, which is a very scary situation. And I don't think the citizens of Ukraine have to say, well, you know, he's the big bully here and we just got to do what he says. Uh, I, I don't think that's right. I don't think you have to listen to bullies just because they have the power and they're being mean to you. You have a right to defend and, uh, you know, defend yourself and, and do what you got to do. So uh, it's why I have the flag in my background here. And it's why that uh, I, I feel the way that they do. Um, but anyway, uh, that's yeah, my thoughts. I'm, on very, the situation. I'm very proud you're actually flying that, that, that flag, too. It's, uh, it's, it's great for, uh, for us to support Ukraine and it's a uh, defense against uh, Russia. I'm just uh, basically trying to understand the uh, the reasons why uh, Russia feels like it has to invade a country like Ukraine. And as a citizen, uh, should you uh, you know uh, understand those reasons why uh, this kind of conflict is happening? You know, I feel like a lot of people are blind. That, that to, part I'm not. That uh, part I'm not understanding. Hold on, hold on, Josh. That that part I'm not understanding. When you say should understand, like. Because should they understand it and, like Dan said, be compliant with it, or should they be privy to the information, like the actual information? Because that's like, that's the two ways I'm interpreting that. So which which one are you saying? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that they should be privy to the information about why they're being under, uh, like why they're under attack right now. And I feel like uh, a, sure. a lot of the media right now is portraying this conflict as sort of a uh, just one country trying to overtake another country. For you know, almost no reason. When really, there's a there's a much deeper reason behind it. Like uh, Russia doesn't want to see Ukraine become part of NATO because it um, it's uh, it, it, it's going to aggravate the uh, uh, aggravate yeah, so standing. Like, you know? um, uh, 
I, I think people, I don't, you know, I, I think I disagree with your assessment. I don't know anybody that's saying, yeah, Russia's just doing this for no reason. I think there are a lot of like policy experts and people have written entire books about why Russia would do something like this and why people have anticipated Russia might even mm -hmm. do something like this. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree mm -hmm. with the, with the thought that, oh, they're just saying it's for no reason. The reasons uh, can be complicated. And there's a lot of people who are just now waking up to this stuff, even though, um, you know, they've been in Ukraine since like 2014. Um, but, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, obviously everybody has a right to be informed about why it's happening and what's happening. Uh, definitely doesn't mean or justify any actions that have occurred so far with the situation. Yeah. 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 I'm in a hundred percent agreement. I just feel like the, uh, the yeah. world is, is sort of blind to why this conflict is actually happening. And, uh, well, understand it's, uh, it's not, it's not going to help the, citizens uh, and it's not going to help citizens in Russia when there's legislation being passed to put people away for 15 years for certain like media you yeah. know, coverage and stuff. So it's, it's like, yeah. So, you know, something that people have to understand, too, is that at least in Russia's situation, why, you know, they have a state owned media. And their state-owned media is telling them a, a completely different story of its citizens. And that's not me saying, oh, it's a conspiracy. You can find those stories. Some of them got leaked online about some of the stuff that they were posting. And you can you can tune in to Russian uh, broadcasts right now and watch their live streams and see what they're saying. So yeah. they're, they're living in a totally different information bubble. And by the way, the Ukraine people, yeah. I said the Ukraine again, people in Ukraine as well are also getting a lot of their media sources from Russia, which is why you are seeing a bit of conflict of interest with some people who are in Ukraine. They also believe in conspiracies. They're saying that Ukraine struck first. There are people in Ukraine that believe, but but that's not what the evidence yeah. shows. And we have to we have to go through our most reliable sources, and our most reliable sources are the Western media sources right uh, that are there right now. Sorry if you don't like the West, but that's you know they're kind of there. <laughs> they're the ones kind of a, reporting on this. Where, that's a, exactly where my co uh, question comes from: is uh, should yeah. should you as a citizen understand your uh, moral imperative to understand why that country is trying to attack your country. And uh, because of the uh, media bias, you really don't, uh, I mean, I guess as an outsider, we really don't understand why these things are happening. But when you look deeper into it and, uh, you know, they have a bunch of oil or they have a bunch of uh, natural gas resources and the country yeah. is blatant, blatantly attacking yeah. you for for these if, kind of things, uh, I mean, I, I feel like everyone should should have the opportunity to understand that. Yeah, I agree, Joshua. If if your ethics are deontological, right? If you have a duty bound ethics, or if you have a virtue based ethics, then I agree that it's imperative as a citizen to be informed about not only your own country's events but world events. Um, some people may think you don't have to care, and that's fine. I'm personally somebody that says, yeah, I think it's good for people to care. Unfortunately, we, you and I can talk about the situation all night and I can't make a single thing happen with that one. You know, the other issues that we talk about on this show are ones that we can really change the like meaningfully change people's lives on. And this is one where I feel completely powerless in. So I, I you know, that's why I'm not going to I don't spend a lot of time talking about it until just now. Um, so hopefully the people who can make that meaningful change who are either, you know, geographically in the right spot or do have positions of power can but for right now my support again is is with the ukrainian people and their sovereignty so yeah. that's that's my take oh i feel like that's uh, that's that, that's where you're 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 right too is that you at least you're flying the ukrainian flag and showing support for these people that are uh being brutally attacked for uh reasons way beyond their uh understanding i yeah. just bring light to uh 
that kind of uh, this, this issue. It's unfortunate. I have um, family friends whose parents are still in Ukraine and who have been, who 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 love Vladimir Putin, who, th- who think he's fantastic, and who thinks that everything that's being told in the West is a lie. And you you start yeah. to put the things yeah. together, and you realize, well, wait a minute, these bubbles that we always complain about here in the U.S. <laughs> about you know certain certain political parties and certain people that happens in other places too, and especially in Russia. So we we all have to be cognizant of that and be wary of that and be making sure that we are checking our sources and and putting out the most best most accurate information that we can everybody has responsibility for that i do believe um but i've been talking a lot on this j mike any thoughts i mean no it's precisely um my thoughts as well so i wouldn't i would just be kind of repeating um yeah i i I appreciate your call though josh on the on the topic because yeah it's something that we said before the show where it's like we're you know it's like it's 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 really draining to hear um but it's it's extremely important to talk about and and have these insights and um not let our you know our own kind of emotional um, ties to it you know Mm kind of get in the way of remembering that like this is a very way more real for for people in ukraine than than for yeah for us the the worst is when people are like oh well we shouldn't do this because our fuel prices will go up like all right you know what maybe there's reasons why we shouldn't do or do anything but that's fucking selfish absolutely fucking selfish and 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 people with that mindset really are are so privileged they don't even understand how privileged they are to to come about it like that so anyway i'm sure that people are glad that your support is with them I, I hope so. I hope so. If anybody uh, who watches this show from Ukraine, I, I, I wish you well. I wish you well. Um, and, and I hope that your situation improves because nobody deserves what's happening over there right now. Um, Sending love rings. Yes. Yeah. Love rings. We should send love rings. I don't think the crew is ready to send love uh, I, rings I, I, on Truth I, I, Wanted, but you know what? We'll do our own. Yeah. I'm bringing a little bit of the talk here. That's right. Thank you, Joshua, for calling in. Um, and I, I thank you for talking about such an important issue. Um, yeah, like you said, Jay Mike, we were talking before the show, like, you know what? I really don't want to talk about it. But if it comes up, we will because, you know, it's important. But man, is it draining. Man, is it draining. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's draining, but it's more important than, the, you know, our emotional drainage, so to speak, right? Like it's that that can't be a barrier to to prevent the conversation because it's not like people over there, you know, it's not like the conversation is like the, the worst they have to deal with or something because it's, yeah. it's way more real. Yeah. Than that. So. There's definitely worse things yeah. <laughs> that 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 people are having to deal with right now. Um, so I, I say that with a smile, but I really it's it's only because I can only react with. I mean, really, it's a grimace more than anything. Um, yeah. So solidarity with you folks who are listening, who have family there, or who are from there, or are currently there. Uh, we're with you. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to try to wrap things up, but don't go away, okay? Because we are going to be on the after show for a little bit to talk to you guys. So the link to that is going to be in the description. Check that out, tiny.cc slash ACD Discord. It's a fan-run Discord sor- server where we'll just you know talk to you for a bit, answer your questions, um, and, and just kind of talk off air. It's, it's really chill and it's really fun. I want to give a special thanks to Jay Mike for being on the show. Uh, Thank you. Hey, Mike, I know where people can find you at. 
right? Yeah. You're you're all over the place in, in all of our other shows. Uh, you and I have hosted together on Talk Heathen, um, which I will be hosting on this weekend. So check that out. And uh, you know, you're you're just around. You're all over I'll the be, place. I'll uh, be I'll be on Atheist Experience this Sunday, so I'll be doing a little double duty this week. Oh, there you go. So we'll we'll both be on a Sunday show then. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, cool yeah. beans. Well, if you want to contact this show, you can do that. It's truth at atheist-community.org. We would love to read your emails. Um, I read everything that comes in through there. So if you have something important to say, please, please, please send it that way. Um, Please like, subscribe, and leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Deezer or wherever else you get your podcasts, please engage with that algorithm. It helps us out and helps get the show out there. You can click the join button below. I didn't mention this earlier, but you can click the join button below to become a member. And if you like the chats and you can put in uh, some cool emojis again, we got some new ones. Uh, I guess I don't know how long I can keep saying they're new, but they're still new to me, I guess, because we had the same ones for so long. But we got some fresh new uh, little emoticons that you can use. So check those out if you have not already. This show is a part of the AEN podcast network, uh, which is uh, an affiliation with other shows like Secular Sexuality, Talk Heathen, Atheist Experience and all the other fun stuff. So check out the AEN podcast network if you have not already. And uh, this show is produced by the Atheist Community of Austin, which is a nonprofit 501c3 organization dedicated to promoting positive atheism and the separation of church and state. J. Mike, we have to thank the wonderful, fantastic, amazing, stupendous crew that helped make this show happen every single week look at that crew it's a tiny crew tonight folks <laughs> a small crew a small species there's different species of the crew this is a smaller specimen giant mike tiny crew giant mike tiny crew giant mike tiny crew that's a good way to think about it um j mike uh you can follow me on twitter at objectively dan and i recommend everybody do i'm almost at five thousand followers folks so help help me get there if you can. I'll fo- I will follow you if I can. Uh, I'm not not close out the show, but like to say one last thing before you close out the show. Oh oh okay well, yeah. Well this is this is the time now where we can talk about our words of wisdom, J Mike. So what's sure. your words of wisdom for tonight? If an alien shows up at your house, yeah, take it to Greg. He'll know what take, to do. Take I Greg. Take it to Greg. He'll get him on the show. And it'll, we'll make a whole production out of it. It'll be really cool. So anyway, yes. thank you to everybody who called in tonight. Thank you to everybody who's watching. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Remember to always keep wanting the truth. And I'll see you next time. Watch the non-profits and join the hosts in the live chat Sundays at 3 p.m. Central between Vathis Experience and Talk Hidden. Visit tiny.cc slash YTNP.